Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 75. In this episode, I talk with Nancy Feinstein. Nancy is a trainer and a mindset expert. She coaches women to train smart, eat right, and build confidence for a winning mindset. I really think that you're going to love this episode. Nancy had so many great things to say, and I had to keep going back and be like, wait, 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 hold on, say that again. (laughs) So I really think you're going to want to get out a pen and paper and take notes on this one um, because it was just so great. In this episode, we talk about girls on the run and how Nancy is a part of that program for young girls and helping them increase confidence and also learning how to run. Um, She provided some I feel statements so you can express how you feel, but I also think that it could be useful for adults. We talked about imposter syndrome and how the world and how the word yet is so important. Three letters can change your life. If you like this episode and what Nancy had to say, she was our first guest for Let's Be Badass. Imagine getting the chance to watch this live and then also getting to ask questions that you want to hear, right? Um, if, if you liked this, definitely join Let's Be Badass. There's also going to be a worksheet to help you kind of work through some of the nuggets that, that Nancy had to share. Um, and then also an accountability group, like a Facebook group, and then calls where you're working with other people who are badasses or aspiring to be badasses. Um, in my opinion, if you're aspiring and you're pushing yourself, you are badass, but we're going to have phone calls and you're not going to be put like, you're not going to have to share your deepest, darkest secrets, right? Um, but it is a chance to kind of see what other people are going through, maybe realize that other people are going through the same thing that you are, and then push past some of our limiting beliefs. We're just going to kind of work through some of the stuff. Every month there's a theme, um, and we're going to do work together based on that theme. In the actual podcast episode, um, there should be a little note section where it has the stuff about this episode. You can go to the show notes and find the link for Let's Be Badass. You can also catch the replay of this and still get the um, still get the worksheet and still make the accountability call. We would love to have you. So join today. Let's get to the episode already. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I'm glad you're here. Today's guest is Nancy Feinstein. Nancy, thank you so much for being here. Excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So before we go any further, I have got to ask you, do you consider yourself ordinary or badass? I think I'm definitely badass. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Have you always felt that way? 
No, not at all. When, do you know when it, when things started changing for you? Like when you started feeling badass? Yeah, honestly, um, things started changing for me about 20 years ago. So full disclosure, I'm 50 year old mom of three. And about 20 years ago, I finally um, started being kinder to myself and recognizing the fact that I am a badass. Nice. (laughs) What's one thing that you did to be kinder to yourself? Do you remember? Yeah, it's, uh, it's just comparing myself to other people. That's it. Stop comparing yourself to other people or, okay. Yeah. I had to stop doing that. So is there anything that you say to yourself when you get in that mode of comparison? Um, Now I I just, I see it happening. Like right away, I get like a feeling like, um, for example, like scrolling through Instagram or things like that. And you start comparing yourself, you, you, I could recognize it right away, but it feels different for everyone. But right away, you know what? It's okay to mute. It's okay to unfollow. And and that's a really hard lesson to learn. And it's really okay. You can like those people. It doesn't mean that you don't like them, but what they're showing you is just not good for you. Right. Like it can just be triggering for your own reasons. It doesn't have to be the other person. Right. So that's right. Have you found... I imagine that if you started this journey 20 years ago, that now it gets easier to recognize those like triggers. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) I don't want to say I don't have them, but I think that I'm very good at removing those triggers from my life, like from the get-go. So I don't need to learn that hard lesson over and over again. I already know what it's going to, what, you know, what is making me feel that way and how can I, get rid of that in a kind way to that person while also just recognizing what it is and, and taking ownership of the fact that this is something that doesn't resonate well with me and it's just not good for my well-being. Okay. So Instagram is one thing or social media in general is one thing and it's easier to unfollow then, but what if you have somebody in your life, your daily life that triggers you? Well, <laughs> if you want to talk about that. So uh, <laughs> the major, major turning point in my life for me was being a mom of three kids, you know, under five and getting a divorce, having the strength to recognize that that relationship was in fact triggering for me in many bad ways. So that, you know, that was my turning point right there. And I've had many turning points since then, but you know, but recognizing that then and, and taking that leap was not easy. And that's really what leads me to label myself a badass. Yeah. And I, I think that sometimes it's just that one decision, which is like almost knocks over the domino. Like mm-hmm. if you saying, okay, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. And you ask for the divorce, but then like, it might encourage you, empower you to do other things. Yeah. Like why, you know what? I, I can do this. I took a chance, right? It's like, well, it all comes back to taking a chance on yourself. So you might be scared in that I'll use just that as an example right now, but I can talk about it in any, any um, situation. But for me, that was, I'm going to leave. I'm in my twenties. I have three kids. You know, what about my house, my job, my car, like who's going to watch my kids? Where is the money going to come from? Like, how are they going to go to college? Like all of these questions. And just by saying, you know what, you're going to figure it out and take one step at a time. Yes. I love that. I think it's so important. So I can't Mm -hmm. wait to dive into more of your story, but first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah, sure. So like I had already mentioned, I'm a mom of three. I'm a wife. I'm a dog mom. I'm also a personal trainer. I'm a nutrition coach. So I'm currently training people in home. I'm also on the Flexit app, which is new to me. So I'm virtual training. You can find me there. And I'm training in studio at SLT. So in addition to my personal training, I am a mindset coach. But um, something that I'm most proud of is I'm the chairperson of Girls on the Run Long Island, which is a not-for-profit. And I also am the vice president of the Board of Education for a high-performing school district on Long Island. Wow, you have a lot on your plate. <laughs> I wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Happily wear all those hats. So can you tell me a little bit about Girls on the Run and what that entails? Yeah, sure. Um, Girls on the Run is a not-for-profit empowerment um, organization for girls in third, fourth, and fifth grade. And we teach them life skills, how to deal with things like bullying or how to make friends, how to tell people how you feel in a safe and productive way, all the while exercising and training to run a 5K at the end of a 10 week program. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Have you seen like a difference in their journey for where they start to where they end up? You have no idea. That is literally why I do this is to see their faces after completing a 5k. So if you can imagine being eight, nine, 10 years old, running three miles, I mean, I'm a runner and that is not something I did in a third grade. Right. And just the, the sense of accomplishment and the joy that you can feel and see in their faces when they cross the finish line, it is incredible. So have you seen like how can somebody apply that same thing that you teach? Like tell people how you feel, how can a grown adult, like we might not be eight, nine or 10 years old, but how can we apply one of those same principles to our life? I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> so my favorite lesson there is how you tell someone how you feel in a very constructive way. So there's a few statements that we use. And the first one is an I feel statement where you say how you feel, then you say, so example, you can use it in a good way also. So I can say, I feel happy. And the second statement would be when you compliment me on my homework and then because, and then and you'll give more, like maybe I worked really hard on my homework or I spent a lot of time. And then the last thing would be the fourth statement, I would like for you to where you tell them what you would, you would like them to do. So if it's in a good way, you're telling them, I really like how you're treating me right now. I'd like you to continue. And if it's in a bad way, you can guide them. Because just by telling someone, hey, knock it off. I don't like how you're treating me is really not constructive for anybody. Right. So I feel happy because I would like- Yeah, I for... feel. So it goes, I, I feel mm -hmm. when you, because I would like for you to. Oh, you want to know what, Marie? What? <laughs> I have right here because <laughs> I have all my stuff in my office. Nice. This is, I know you can see it. No, yeah. <laughs> but here it is. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's like, sometimes it's just yeah. that simple, you know, like just having so something simple. to so say fun. how you're feeling. And then, especially as women, we sometimes expect guys to be mind readers. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the And truth? it doesn't always work that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And it's so, it's so simple. It's four statements 
you can use it in any situation. And I've had girls that have graduated from high school and I see them all the time because I am involved in that, that particular school. And they tell me all the time, I feel this, you know, like they say it and it's so funny and it makes me really happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you teach that to your kids at all? You know, what's funny, my kids. Yeah. Yes. The answer to that is yes. But my kids were older when I started this program. So, you know, my daughter never had the chance to go through it, but I come home and talk about it all the time. So they can tell you like all 20 lessons, (laughs) you know. So have you learned anything from the kids that you were teaching? Oh my God. I learned from them every single day, like so many things that I wouldn't even imagine that are on the plates of these children. So it just is really eye-opening. I feel like it makes me a a better human because I'm more aware of what kids that age are thinking. Like, I feel like I'm in tune with people my own age or other people that I'm training, but you know, it's the kids, you kind of need to know how everything is is affecting them and molding them and, and what their challenges are. Right, right. And then sometimes like the beauty with kids is they're just so raw. Like they'll just say what they think where even if adults are, I know, even if adults are thinking the same thing, you know, they, they like monitor themselves. (laughs) Oh yeah. You, you please, you have no idea. They are so brutally honest. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I just laugh, you know, please like, and yeah, they don't hold anything back. (laughs) That's too funny. Thank you for sharing that. I like that that method of how you can share how you feel. Um, And that's just one of 20 lessons that they have there. So they accumulate all of these lessons in their toolbox, which hopefully as women and a girl, and again, this is just a program for girls. Right. So um, I'm sure that boys could definitely benefit from this as well, but I only work with girls and then they leave with this toolbox full of all of these tools to help them deal with the problems that maybe they would face in middle school or just even while they're still in elementary school. Right. Well, I mean, there's also a lot of badass moms who listen to this podcast and it's cool also to give to your kids what you didn't have growing up. Oh yeah. Amen. So (laughs) let's talk a little bit about your wins. Can you share with us something that you're most proud of accomplishing? Um, yeah, I, my, my proudest accomplishment is that I raised three kids that are not jerks. (laughs) I'd like to use another word right here, but I won't. (laughs) But that is really my biggest accomplishment because with everything going on and dealing with all of the stuff that they needed to deal with growing up, and I I know that it wasn't easy. And the fact that, you know, I am working and in and out of the house and the fact that they just are not jerks is uh, (laughs) my biggest accomplishment. So how did you go? like, how did you deal with that, raising them on your own? Or be, at least, you know, I, even if they had split time with you and their dad, mm-hmm. you still had your own yeah. time with them. That, that, that can be a lot to handle. You know what it is. And, and as women, we are, are completely adaptable to any situation. I mean, just think from the beginning, you are birthing this child. that is like the strangest thing ever. It's coming out of your body. You can literally handle anything else. Like you have the ability to do that, whether you do it or not, it's there. So you have all of those strengths in you. What is something that most people don't know about what it took for you to raise three children? Um, well, you know, I, I put all of my goals on the back burner and devoted all of my time 
to spending with my kids at that when they were at that young age, whether it was right or wrong, like there's really no answer to that. Right. But um, that's what it, that's that's really what it took was complete selflessness. And just, you know, holding on, knowing that, that there is a time and a place for everything and that there is time, period, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was it. So, yeah, there's always more time, you know, you don't run out of it per se until... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Eventually. When it's until, over, but... When it's over, it's over. Yeah. Uh, yes, but often it's so easy to be like, I'm too young to do that. I'm too old to do that, you know, like make an excuse well, either way. I've had that over the course of the time too, because you, you start to think that if I don't do it now, you know, who, who's going to want me then? Right. 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 Well, that's not really the question that you should be asking. You should never be asking who's going to want me then. It's like, who wouldn't want me? That's your question. Yes. And it's funny how just a simple like mindset shift can totally like change you and empower you or go from like negativity and feeling like crap to like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Exactly what you were just talking about. And um, I have a word that I kind of live by and I, I'm sure this will come up later, but it is yet is my word. And um, just tack that on to any sentence that you have. And that is your mindset shift, mindset shift right there. So I love that. How do you, do you say that as a mantra or how does it come um, up? Anytime it's going to come up. Right. And I guess I don't like um, mystery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no mystery here. Right. If you say, you know what? I, I, oh, I can't do that. Whatever it is yet. That's it. I can't right. do it yet. Right. That's it. Or, or I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't done it yet. Haven't gotten to it yet. Didn't learn how to do it yet. Haven't tried that yet. Yet. The That's power awesome. of three letters. Yeah. Yes. I, that just made me think. So in the morning, like my sister and I are getting up and working out in the morning and we always just send each other up like two letters, you know, <laughs> love it. <laughs> and I love just it. for accountability. Um, we're yeah. not working out together or anything just, you know, but just so we know the other one's up and then it pushes us mm -hmm. to do it. So yeah, sometimes it's just the small, tiniest things. <laughs> it is. It really is. I love that you guys that you do that. Yeah, it's actually been so helpful. Um, just on days when you want to sleep in, it's like, well, I know she's getting up, so I better. <laughs> yep, that's awesome. So life isn't all gumdrops and lollipops, and mm -hmm. there's, you know, tough things that come our way. Can you share with us, like, one of the struggles you faced or maybe a time when you gave up and you wish you wouldn't have? Sure. Um, so right after that, um, I had been working as a... Um, in finance, wasn't really happy with my job, but it did give me the flexibility at that time to work from home. But I wanted to, uh, as a lifelong runner, wanted to get into coaching and I just wasn't ready to make that, that shift. And um, I just, I really want to answer your question. I'm sorry, what, what did you, where did you want me to go with this? Um, the either, time? Uh, either a struggle that you had or mm -hmm. just a time okay. you gave up and you wish you wouldn't have. Yeah. Well, right then at that point, I really wish that I, that I didn't give up on my dream to be where I am right now, because I would have been there so much sooner. But um, as we had mentioned earlier, you know, I used that age as a factor, even though at the point, <laughs> I remember I was 20 years younger than I am right now. And I'm like, who is going to want me? Right. Like thinking that, 
that this wasn't going to happen. And I waited and waited and, and, you know, things like worked out obviously, but 10 years before I like, you know, took that jump. And again, I asked myself the same question. And I just, one day, like random one day, was just, I'm going to apply thinking to myself as a 40 year old woman, you know, which boutique fitness studio, and I work in a boutique fitness studio, right? At which, who's gonna hire me, right? But again, it goes back to who wouldn't, like with your experience, like and your knowledge and, and um, you know, all that good stuff, who wouldn't want you? And right then, I just really wish that I didn't give up on that thought and dream 20 years ago. So you were working in finance and mm-hmm. just struggling with it and kind of feeling like imposter syndrome a little bit or like hated it. No, uh-huh. you know what? It, it, it wasn't even for me, like imposter syndrome. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's what was holding me back from taking the jump into a new industry. Right. So I'm like, who am I? Like, why do I have this qualifications? How am I the expert in this field? And you know, it didn't matter like what kind of certifications I had or how many people on the side I had trained to run or how many things I had run myself. It didn't matter. I felt like I was like the desk job jockey and that was my job. And that, and that was like my, my lane. And it really was not. What was the turning point for you? That's it. You want to know what's so funny? It was just one day. It was, you know, do you believe in fate? I showed up to a studio and one of the instructors just said, hey, you want to know what? Like they're doing auditions now normally. And I say the word audition right now and I like want to throw up. I feel it in my (laughs) mouth because (laughs) I have really bad stage fright Uh and anxiety um, with public speaking, which is very strange considering my roles. Right. So I'm constantly challenging myself. But um, I was like an audition. I had absolutely no idea what this was going to entail. And it's really a good thing because I never would have done it. But <laughs> the same day I, I called, I made an appointment. And um, I got to tell you, I, I don't really know if I would do that again. I know that I could do it. Right. Why, <laughs> but, don't you, um, why do you think you're not, or you might not do it again? It was horrible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like for someone, you know, like me, that's... Um, and I know I don't seem this way. So people see me, they like see confident they, they see like something else, but it is a struggle, man. I got to tell you. So going into an audition like that, where there are people, and again, bringing up the age thing, which I don't even have to, but I will, because it applies to me where you're walking in there and there are girls that are like 24 years old and look like complete different body shapes than what I have. And they just kind of look the role. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, whereas people might look at me and say, you know, if they compared me to that particular person might say, oh, she fits the role of mom or she fits the role of this and whatever. So, but those are limiting beliefs that you put on yourself. Like I put those beliefs onto myself, which is horrible. But again, well, like it was really nerve wracking to be in that situation where you, <laughs> you needed to like spot cue playlist and, and do the routine, like in front of five other people, you know, I don't want to say half your age. Now they're half my age at the time. They weren't, weren't quite, but right now, yes, it's half my age. Right. Right. Uh, but then I think that we forget the other side of things. Um, because we all go through that, like, Oh, nobody wants to see the mom or the, this, but then we also forget that that's exactly what people need to see because yes. they need to know that they can be badass too, or they can be a fitness instructor, or, you know, whatever the thing is. Yes. Kind of forget that side of things. 
Right. That goes back to that statement, right? Who wouldn't want you? Right. Like who doesn't want to hear what I have to say? Everyone wants to hear what I have to say. <laughs> yeah. And like these, I don't know. These are things that I have to say to myself sometimes, things like that, like just to switch it. And it's like not anything that I would usually say out loud, but it's yeah. just things that I say in my head to like pump myself up <laughs> or give yeah. myself you the courage to, to do something. You have to pump yourself up, man. Like stick those little stickies on your mirror where you brush your teeth in the morning. Like you are a badass and you can do it. Maybe yes. not yet, but you can do it. Right, right. So I want to hear more about this whole stage fright thing. Um, kind of <laughs> do when, you? Yes. <laughs> when did okay. it come about and do you still feel that same level of fright? Not the same level. So I'll just start there. I'll backtrack really quickly. So okay. um, running for the Board of Education, my school district was not an easy thing. It, it Like I said, it's high performing. Um, the superintendent had asked, said, I think that you would be a great person for this role. And at the time, someone telling me that they thought I would be good at something, whether or not it was the right role for me, it didn't matter. It was like, someone is so confident that they want me to do something. Here I go. Right. Right. And, and you have to set up a campaign and you need signs. And I, again, you know, I, I think maybe I didn't think the whole thing through. So that's why um, I actually did it. And it did work out for me because the, my opponent, there was a, what is it even called? Um, when you meet up with the other person and people ask you questions, I'm totally blanking, but whatever that's called. And I was very nervous. This was a man who had already been on the board, you know, a big person like in the district. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. I picked out a good outfit. I was sweat, I sweat through my shirt. I'm like, I got to change. I didn't want my family to come, you know, like normally people yeah. like packing. I'm like, do not come. They're going to ask me questions. It's going to be horrible. And I would say about 30 minutes before this was supposed to take, what was it called? Meet the candidate. That was called. And 30 minutes before I get a phone call and they say that he withdrew. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't even know what to do with myself. I, I still had to go, but it yeah. wasn't the pressure of having to answer a question better than somebody else. So mm -hmm. I, that's, I kind of believe in, you know, in fate that way that things will work out. And if it's meant for you, it's, it's going to, and if it's not, it's just leading you to the thing that is for you. Yeah. And maybe he was intimidated by you. I mean, you never know. Like if he's like, oh, she's confident and she speaks well, but you just don't yeah. always see yourself that way. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that because I do hear that, that a lot that people say that, like that I'm just going to like plow over them when they say, I'm like, I'm crying in the bathroom. Like, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. But I, I love this. And yeah. I think, oh, to beers, you know, listen to Nancy here because it's so important. Like, borrow other people's belief in you when that's people right. see something in you listen to yes. that you know and I also yeah. think that's the importance of speaking stuff into other people like when you see mm. like their qualities because ah, sometimes lift they can't as you see rise yeah lift as you rise yes I love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I you can see me now because our meetings are live streamed and I'm underneath my hands are under the table Maria I'll show you and I'm literally doing those breathing exercises up and down while I'm sitting I so love funny. that. Yes. Yeah. So what would you say to the woman that is, that has stage fright and scared to speak up? Just try it. You know what? Like it's, it's never going to be as bad as, as you think it is. 
and it only gets better. So you're not gonna know unless you try. So take a deep breath and you can pause and say as little as possible. And a smile goes a long way. Yes, <laughs> so important. <laughs> so what is one of the struggles that you faced to get to where you are today? Or one of the hardships, I'm sorry. I, I think um, just the belief that I eventually would get to where I wanted to go, and which is being able to train people and spend time with them and learn about them. I mean, I do love group fitness because I like the energy of the room, but I really wanted to work with people and nurture them and help them reach their goals. And I'm very sad at myself <laughs> for not taking that step 10 years earlier because right. I could have helped so many more people. So has it been a transition at all? Um, learning to coach in person as a, and then going yeah. to virtual? Oh, sure. I mean, you want to talk about like epic fails, um, teaching on a zoom call when you fall in the middle of teaching <laughs> class. Like, I mean, literally have fallen over, um, so many times and you know, it's okay. You just have to laugh at yourself and, and take it from there. Yes. And it's funny because like, that's more relatable, but like we beat ourselves up over these things, even though like, that's what makes us human or more relatable to other people. Cause they can see themselves in you. Yeah. I try to, I try to post those kind of things also, um, you know, just like fails, like it's not Instagram or Facebook are like the people's best moments, typically, right? They don't go through life looking like that every minute of the day. So you're certain if you follow me on Instagram to see me in the morning live in my pajamas, like that's, that's what I look like. Like most right. of the time, this is how I look hair, like in a big bun or ponytail. And you know, that's me. Do you get more comfortable with that? The more you, that you do it? Oh yeah. I have to tell you the very first time. And, and I did use a business coach. So just to be fair, I used yeah. someone that I trusted. And like you had mentioned before, just having the, the ability to listen to someone else when they have faith in you. Right. Yes. And, and that was it. And it was just, everything she said to me was just what you would say to yourself, but you wouldn't even listen. Right. So it's like, be yourself because right. people are going to relate to you not to what they want is you think that they want to see. Yeah. And that was it. And it was really terrifying, especially for someone with stage fright to, you know, at five 30 in the morning, which is when I wake up to put Instagram on and just talk into it. Like, Hey, here I'm brushing my teeth, like whatever. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's worked out for me. Right. Right. Um, so you had mentioned like how you fell on a video other people are so like other people, me included, you know, like are so worried at times or like, oh, if I try this new workout, I might fall. I might look stupid in front of other people or I might, you know, I don't know. You just all of your awkwardness can come out. You know, how can we get over that? Your awkwardness is the best part of you. Why do you want to be like everyone else? If everyone is doing an exercise or taking a dance class and they're looking exactly the same, why do you want to be like that? You want to be exactly like someone else? No, no way. Then what's the use for you in this world, right? There's something special about you and just let your freak flag fry. fly. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I love that you said that saying, cause that's one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I mean, 
who you are and what's unique to you is so important. And like yeah. the awkward is the good stuff sometimes. <laughs> I can't, I it, it really is. I can't tell you. So like, again, I teach live also. Um, uh-huh. And I can't tell you how many ridiculous things I've said on a microphone. Like you cannot even believe. I, I literally <laughs> think I should make a blog just writing down the ridiculous things that come out of my mouth. Sometimes <laughs> I forget how to count like crazy, you know, Yeah. but whatever. Yeah. You have to get over it. And I once heard somebody say like the things that you were made fun of as a kid is what makes you cool now. And it's like, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, it's so true. People just want to hear, um, this is totally my opinion and what I found. They want to yeah. hear not just your failures, but those kind of goofy, crazy <laughs> moments. And they want to hear it because they're like, you know what? I have something like that too. And who doesn't want to share something that you're holding in so tight, right? Let it out. It feels so good. Yes. So just share that stuff. Yep. Own your awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Own your awkward. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your mindset. Can you tell us about your mindset and how it has led to your badassery? Well, your mindset is everything, right? Because you have a choice. Every single thing that you do, that you think, that you say, that you believe, it's your choice. So like either you can say yes or you can say no. There's really no in between. And that's where yet comes into play for me because I like to say yes to things. Um, so maybe I can't do them yet, but like I, I will. And I think that that has really led to a lot of my success, especially over the past 10 years, is just by um, that mindset shift of knowing that it's my choice, it's not someone else's choice. So you said you can say yes or you can say no. Mm. I know that sometimes we can be indecisive or, you know, it's hard to make a decision Mm -hmm. on a yes or no. Uh, Does yet help you with that? Like if, like Mm -hmm. throwing that in there? Of course it does, because sometimes you can make a yes and no just because you can't do it yet. And it's still, it should be on the yes side. So if you're making a list. I feel like I need to hear that again. (laughs) You can make a yes, a no. By saying yes, by adding yet, right? Right. Because sometimes that's what's holding you back is because you think you don't know how to do it. And um, a big part of my mindset shift has to do with messy action. And this ties in with that yet, right? Sometimes you just have to do it. You can't wait until it's perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Right. And for me, done is better than perfect. Yes. Yes. And so often, yeah, we just think, oh, I got it's got to be perfect. I'll wait. Kind of like how you (laughs) said that for coaching, like I'll wait, or I can't do it yet. Um, But then just starting it is really what gets the ball rolling. Just do it. It doesn't matter. Like, um, you know, you have all of these limitations that you put on yourself. So I don't know what it is people are trying to do, but people are like, oh, you can't, you know, be a personal trainer without a website. Really? Like, why not? Like, I, I mean, I have one now, but like, I don't, you know, whatever. It's just my website. I think right. it's like you make it, you do things sometimes because you think you need it, even though you don't, you can do whatever you want the way that you want to do it. That's yes. it. Right. Yep. And maybe it's just our own, like being scared to take action. So it's like thinking you need more than you actually do. Hey, I'm not saying that it's not scary (laughs) to take the messy action. Like I I can't tell you how many times, like I've sweat over hitting send on the, (laughs) on the keyboard. So you do it right. Right. Is there anything you say to yourself now 
like when you're sweating, hitting sand, or you're like, oh, should I? <laughs> no, I exactly do that. Like that face that you just made to me right there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, do it. But then you feel so much better because it's done. So like, it's like if you're writing something, so even like if you're in school or you're studying for something or it's like something for work and you're trying to write it and you're editing and editing and God, what are you doing? Right? Like send, right? right. edit out because then you're making room for more things to come your way. Yes. I would say I agree. Send and then don't second guess yourself. (laughs) Nope. Just it's it, it it's done. Yep. Whether it works out or not. I mean, here, I'll, I'll tell you something that I did this week because <laughs> I make multiple mistakes a week. Right. I was working on something for the Wall Street Journal, which is not typically something that I would, you know, work on like my fitness pal. I do a lot of articles for them. They interview me all the time, you know, things like that. Yeah. But Wall Street Journal, not so much, right? Big, big deal. Yeah. I, I was thinking what I was writing I typed out like the person's name, never like typed out what I was thinking. And then I hit send. <laughs> I sent the Wall Street Journal a blank email. Right. <laughs> like, you know, to blank. And then like it was from with all of my credentials on the bottom, but I never filled in the meat. And I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> move on yep but then like on the flip side it's like okay if that's the worst that's gonna happen I can recover from this you know <laughs> whatever but it, you know it, it does like you you have you set up these like um like goals or like aspirations and then also limitations right like oh yeah. I could never be the person that's quoted in the Wall Street Journal right like I'm a my fitness pal type of person and then it comes your way and there it is and then you screw it up hey whatever it'll happen again maybe <laughs> yeah and then, but then like that's how we learn that's how we learn for the next oh, time you know a hundred percent so o2b app or o2bers just take action ship it yes. do the thing that's do how you're gonna thing. get your confidence a hundred percent can you share one of your mindset hacks for confidence and self-esteem a mindset hack for self-esteem. Well, I like to set the tone for my day. And I think this is really important um, with your morning routine. So I think that like how you said you, you had mentioned something to me once about something that you do in the morning and that leads to success for you. So I think it's all on your morning routine. Yes. So what do you do in the morning? Oh, me? (laughs) Um, Well, I wake up, I don't look at my phone. So, you know, if you work with me, like if you're one of my clients, I, before I accept you as a client, I need to know the five things that you're going to do every day before you look at your phone. And if you can't tell me that, then we're, you know, we're, we're not a good match. Part so, ways. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not the right person for you. So um, I like to drink water. And then I do like one to two minutes of stretching and, and I have a lot of injuries over the years. So I need to take care of my body at two to three minutes of easy stretching before I put my feet on the floor. Obviously I go into the bathroom, I brush my teeth, do my business. I put my coffee pot on and I walk my dog every day. Same thing. Right. That's it. And that's it. And then I'll check my email. But for me, I I like uh, people to use that time. So maybe they're not walking their dog, they're making their coffee, their tea, whatever they're having. And you make your list for the day. I like to make my list at night. And then in the morning, I just review it. This, these are my goals for the day before I open my email and see what other people's ideas of what I should be doing that day are. <laughs> That's so good. 
So what has that done for you? What has, what has that changed for you? I'm more organized. I can fit more things into a day. So going back to what we spoke about having time, that there is time, there's so much time in a day, right? There's 24 hours. Right. That's a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. But we waste so much of that time. Yes. We waste it. Absolutely. Um, and I used to be the biggest candidate for that. Like I would watch so much TV. It was ridiculous. And it's like, if, if I would have just cut out some of that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I would have more time in my day. Yeah, it's true. Um, if you take, a, a, here's an exercise that anyone can try one or two days to so 24 to 48 hours. If you write down what you were doing every minute of the day for two days, you really will be blown away. <laughs> you really will. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you, you can, can be, go ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say, sometimes you don't realize the things that are sucking your time. You don't until you see it. I still do it. I'm like, what did I, what have I done the past six hours? Right. So if I don't put into my, I am a Google calendar guru, right? So everything is in there. I'm a wizard, like every single thing, even my time alone that I spend every day laying on the floor with my legs up the wall to relax 10 minutes. It's in my calendar. Like you need to do it. Yes. And then, I mean, I think there's something to say about putting something in your calendar and making it a priority because if you don't, then it might not happen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So can you share with us a tip that you have learned from a female in your life? Oh, yes. Um, let's say from my mom. Um, she taught me that you can still love someone, even though they hurt you and they're not good for you, but you don't need to keep them in your life in that capacity. Yes. So important. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the last part is really important, but, <laughs> but also the beginning, because like holding on to, to hate and anger over, over something is just taking up time and space in your body. And, you know, you don't need that. Can you talk to that a little bit? Sure. I mean, you, yeah, I, I can talk about my divorce. So do you want to hold anger and animosity towards someone thinking that maybe you lost time or, you know, you wasted time, all of these things, or do you just want to go back to that place of the good that you had, like with the person, place or thing, whatever it is, and, and just move forward and say, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to harbor this resentment because it's taking up space in my brain and people, as you get older, you don't have that much space in your brain. So you don't <laughs> want that <laughs> clouding it up, right? There's a lot of good things happening up there. Yeah. And then, but it's also funny, like how negativity can affect you, like, and your body, you know? Oh, oh my God. The worst, right? Cause you can hold it. You know, sometimes you're stressed, right? You feel it in your shoulders, in your neck. Maybe you have an upset stomach. Maybe you have insomnia, like really just come to peace with it. It's the same thing, like dealing with stage fright, like any kind of anxiety, like things like that, just like breathe into it. Don't push it off to the side. Like I, I would never tell you to do that. Like really be in it. What is this? Right. Accept it. It's funny. You know, and then, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes it'll just go away. Like when you yeah. really do just accept it and breathe into it, like you said, that it's more likely to go away than hang on. Oh, when it hangs on, that's the worst. Yes. I'm not saying that I'm good at that, <laughs> but I try for I don't it. think any of us are good at it. <laughs> you have to work toward that. That is true. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how often do you read and can you recommend a book and share why? I do read quite a bit, but I'm reading 
you know, training material and things about the body or nutrition, um, a lot of articles that come out. The, the last thing that I read, really cool book, um, Shoe Dog by Phil oh, yeah. Knight. Yeah, it's a good about one. Nike. Yes, amazing story of like resilience, just consistency. The guy pounded the crap out of it and he made it happen. Yep, <laughs> such a good book. I will put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's a really good one. So let's end with a tip to encourage to encourage women who are in the arena fighting for the life that they want. I guess we'll go with there is time. Yes. Right? There is time for everything. So good. How can we connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at coach.nan. I'm also on my website, which is completely unnecessary, nancyfeinstein.com. And if you go to my Instagram, there's a link to schedule a free consultation call with me where we can plan out your goals for 2021. Awesome. So reach out to Nancy on coach.nan on Instagram. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've been a total badass and I've enjoyed hearing your story. Thank you for having me. To all the badass women out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. If you loved this episode half as much as I did, join Let's Be Badass today. You can go to the notes in your podcast and click on the link for the show notes. And in there, you will find a way to join Let's Be Badass. All right, I'm out. To your badassery, my friend. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.